1: Welcome inside episode 453
0: of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitt and on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains. And last night, the Ottawa Senators ran the Florida Panthers
1: right out of their own building. Eight goals, Ross, and this is only the Panthers' second loss at home this season, Three players got three or more points. The PK was on fire. They got depth scoring. It doesn't get much better than that for the Ottawa Senators.
0: And shout out Anton Forsberg. Sometimes overlooked in an 8-2 victory, but he made 33 saves. We have so much to break down from this game and a whole lot more. But we got to tell you as well, today's episode of Locked On Senators brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got Beard, get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code ON for a 20% discount at checkout. Got some stats of the day to match. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Today is Wednesday, December 15th. Pillsy, I'm still riding high on last night's victory. Only the second home loss for the Panthers in 16 games, and they got absolutely dominated by your Ottawa Senators.
1: What a beautiful game to watch if you're an Ottawa Senators fan. And, Ross, I feel like they could have wrapped this game up 10 minutes early. Like, that, that goal to make it 6-2, like, that was, like, one of those moments, like, all right, like, if this was, like...
0: Minor hockey? Yeah, yeah, minor hockey.
1: Yeah, keep the clock running, get the parents and uh, the refs home early because this one's over. And that was a great feeling to really feel like the Sens have had a couple games this year where they've had nice wins. But like this was not just any old win. Like this was an embarrassment For the Florida Panthers. They're supposed to be the best team in hockey right now, mind you. Yes, we know Barkov wasn't there. But we're not apologizing for taking advantage of that. Because an 8-2 win is massive for the Sens. And obviously, the top guys, they get their cookies. But finally, we got some depth scoring, Ross. And that was nice to see.
0: And we also love this, pulling it up on YouTube right now. Panther Man 2020. First time I've left early in years. Congratulations. That's in response. Right to the at Panthers the 6-2 time. Out.
1: So that guy knows it's time to leave.
0: Six to be a Panthers fan last night as the Auto Senders completely dominated, as we do like to go chronologically, and the vibes are at an all-time high. Before All we time. get into last night's game, great question that you came up with. We just put it out on our Twitter as well. When were the Sens vibes better? was at the end of last season, 12-3-1, fans were feeling good, Pinto deciding to leave college. There was actually a bit of you know hesitation about going There was back. a little bit,
1: yep, because JVD signed earlier, and then yeah. Pinto came, what, the day after, maybe exactly. two days? yeah. and
0: then the wins kept piling up. The vibes were great then, but what was better, that or right now? This is a team with nine wins in 26 games. I feel strange to say that, but they've also won five of their last six. What's your answer?
1: My answer is the vibes are better now because last year was an awkward time for vibes to be high because we knew winning these games was only r- ruining our draft lottery odds, right? Like it, what, there wasn't like, oh, if they keep winning, we can make the playoffs or something can come of this. Like really, there was only the only positive spin was they're going to carry this momentum into next season and they're going to start next season hot. Well, we know <laughs> how that went. <laughs> we know how that went. So in hindsight, those those were fake vibes. Those were mirage vibes. Ooh. These are re- <laughs> these are true vibes for true fans because what? there's a long stretch of season here, um, and the Senate like an 82 game season. You forget how long that is. Like there is a lot of time, and sure, it seemed like this team was down and out. And I will admit, even I was like, okay, guys, we need to stop focusing on this season, just develop and we'll get a good draft pick and we'll flip the page the next season. But I'm starting to come around Ross. Like if this team is able to do this at a more consistent level, like they are right now, this is makings of a good hockey team that with a long runway could have something to prove here.
0: Credit to us for not talking about the draft lottery or Shane Wright until the year 2022, yes. because a little premature as not Senators- a single
1: tank, a uh, tankathon spin was made on nope. this show.
0: Nope, that's how you know things are looking up. You don't see those screenshots saying, look, we're first in something or anything like that. It's the Ottawa Senators pulled into a tie with the New York Islanders for eighth in the wild card race. But the Islanders do still have two games in hand. But Ottawa has two games in hand on Buffalo, who's only three points ahead. So what I'm trying to say is that Ottawa has pulled away from Les Habitants, who are dead last. (laughs) Sucks to be the Montreal Canadiens. Take a You talk about Mirage end of last season. The Habs will tell you all about that. They took one all the way to the Stanley Cup final. The only award they won was for the wrong conference, right? They won the Clarence Campbell or whichever, the Prince of Wales. I think it's the Clarence Campbell for the Western Conference. So sucks to be the Habs. Six wins, 15 points in 30 games. So Ottawa has four games in hand on the Habs and have four more points. So I don't want to hear about the draft. I just want to hear about good vibes and what better vibes than scoring first on the road. Is there anything better? Yeah when it's a depth player, because that means both of our keys to victory hit
1: right off the bat. Yeah. And uh, this is just a nice, simple hockey play. Like this is Thomas Shabbat sends a puck towards the net. Austin Watson, you're not a sniper. You're not, uh, you don't have soft hands, just head to the net and hope you pick up some garbage and put it in. And that's what he does. And Austin Watson had another nice chance too, Ross, where he had a open cage, but he hit the post uh, on a sprawling Spencer Knight. So, his second goal of the season, he's he's working on the Cy Young here. He's got two goals, no assists. But nice to see Austin Watson uh, uh, contribute here. And uh, that, don't call me the fourth line, is starting to show some offense.
0: Well, it clearly isn't the fourth line. You look at there's yeah. three forwards who played under 10 minutes, and none of them were named Austin Watson or Dylan Gambrell, for that matter. But, and, I mean, you got to say that was one of Austin Watson's best games as an Ottawa Senator. Six shots on goal. How how often is he putting up six shots? Honestly. Not yeah. very often. And he Five didn't lose hit. a meaningless fight. So no. there you go. F- Although he tried, he tried to get the He did the try. Mix. He did try to get the mix <laughs> there at the end. But three block shots and a few of those were on the penalty kill that we're gonna get into because the PK is eleven for eleven against Tampa and Florida. Kind of feels weird to say Tampa and Florida. Sorry, the Lightning and Panthers. It's, it's, they're like Tampa's in Florida, that being said. Unbelievable PK from Austin Watson, from Dylan Gambrell, who got a shorthanded goal. And don't look now, but the Sens went from no shorthanded goals on the season to now two in the last, what, four games? for me had that one in the third period. I think it was against the Islanders, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I forget which game it was, but it was recent. It it
0: was recent. That's what matters. The Sens PK. uh, I believe... They're now going on five straight games with no goals against shorthanded or power play goals against. But again, one of those games they didn't even give up any power plays. So yeah. this this discipline is coming to light. And Austin Watson taking advantage of that, his second goal of the season. And great to see Nick Paul get an assist, right? He's been struggling to produce offense. He has his first multi-point night. This this lead was uh it well, I wouldn't I shouldn't say too short-lived. It, it was about 10 minutes long, but Jonathan Huberto, not much the Sens can do there. Great play from Sam, Sam Reinhardt, Reinhardt. To, to spin around and, and find um, find Huberto in a soft area in front of the net.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just a play where uh, the talent oozes through, right? Like yeah. Reinhardt does a nice move around hold and no chance there and then just drops it back for Huberto. And yeah, like you mentioned yesterday, th- that guy just puts up points. So he's not going to miss that very often. So I don't really blame anyone on that play. That's just a, just a nice play by one of the best teams in the league a huge victory is
0: always best served with a little adversity in it right the Sens take a lead they lose the lead then to start the second period they score a shorthanded goal on the tail end of a PK like they did their best I think the PK started yeah it was a faceoff violation with 26 seconds left in the first so when you're looking at 20 or when you're looking at a minute 30 into the second, that's right at the tail end, but Connor Brown made a great outlet pass, Gambrell no mistake on the breakaway, but as I said, you need a little adversity. So they gave up one lead and then towards the end of the second, it's Sam Reinhart on the scoring end of the next Panthers play, but no. Good teams turn momentum into some of their own, and that's just what the Senators did. The end of the second period pilsy to me. This is where this one started pulling away. Of course, it got out of reach in the third. But when you get tied up on and then less than a minute later, you take the lead again, that's when you know you're in for a good game.
1: Oh, yeah. And this was a good game up until, I mean, it was a great game for Sens fans the whole time. But it was a close competitive game right up until that point. And Josh Norris just, and this is what I love about Josh Norris. He's one of those players where all you need to do is give him a little time and space uh, rushing up the wing, and he can just wrist one right past the goalie, and he wrists one so good, so quick that even the ref didn't realize it was in off the inside of the post, off the middle post, and off the other post, and out like that. You didn't have to ask Josh Norris twice if he scored because he did the old uh, controller dies and just starts gliding away and starts smiling. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, what? We're still going here. I just scored, and um, you knew on the bench uh, they were looking at the iPad, and him and Batherson are already. Selling and whooping it up uh, while the play is still going, and that's when you knew they had to call things down because that was one hell of a shot that Spencer Knight just was not ready for.
0: A tale as old as well two years ago in Belleville, but Batherson to Norris into the yes. back of the net because on both of Josh Norris's goals, no spoilers. Hmm. Drake Batherson with the primary assist. That's nine primary assists, ten overall assists for Drake Batherson on 14 Josh Norris goals. And can we get some stick taps for Nikita Zaitsev? Another great game for him on the back end. And he gets his first assist of the season, the secondary on Josh Norris's first goal. And then a minute and a half after Josh Norris takes the lead back for Ottawa, it's Timmy Superstar. Talk about confidence. What a release. What a shot. And what a pass
1: from Connor Brown. Yeah, Connor Brown was my Central standout because... Not only was that a great pass by him to Stutzla, but like you mentioned, he also set up Gambrell's breakaway. And those are just good, uh, I was going to say selfless, yeah, selfless uh, plays because he could have tried to go himself on that uh, penalty kill, but he's like, oh, Gambrell's there. I'll feed it to him. And then with Timmy, he doesn't have a lot of time and space to make a pass. A lot of guys would just like, just get it on net, just get it on net. But he has the awareness to see Stutzla's behind him. And he knows Stutzla has been absolutely confident. With that shot, get it to him, and he beats Knight. And that's what I want to see more from Tim Stutzla is having your teammates and yourself be confident in your shot. Like, the Senators need to start thinking of Tim Stutzla as not just like this young developing hockey player, but a guy that they can start leaning on. To produce offensively because they need to show him that they have that confidence in him. Yes, his defense still needs a little work. Yes, his faceoff still need a little work. Those are things that all young centermen struggle with in the league, especially centermen that played majority of their NHL career at left wing and are now adapting to a new position. So those things will come in time. But what's already here? is his offensive ability and his offensive skill and talent. So lean on that and show him that you can rely on him, and I think he'll pay the f- favor back for you like he did there.
0: Tim Stutzler still has 14 NHL games left before he becomes 20 years old. Let that sink in.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: play. He's going to have played over 100 NHL games by the time
1: His birthday's is, in a month, right? January 15th? January
0: 15th, exactly. It's actually senators game day in winnipeg when we're gonna be there we got to make a little oh, happy birthday superstar that, that is great
1: perfect yeah perfect.
0: yeah that's awesome and hey i think i'd had a beer too when we were doing the postcast last night that's the beauty of the postcast it's all vibes i wasn't listening when you gave your Sen central standout and then you did weren't I not, listening
1: to me oh my god did i, I not then that. just
0: say we have to we have to give some credit to connor brown right after you
1: <laughs> right after i just did like a two minute rant yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice. I was. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to focus on the chat. I know. We're, I know. We're bringing I know. You're,
1: everything up. You're driving the bus. It's okay. It's okay.
0: Twenty fingers levy over here. We're just trying to trying to keep up. But I no, that's it. awesome. He deserves all the stick taps. That was yeah. a three assist performance from yeah. Connor Brown. We have so much more to break down from this game it's when it so gets many out more of reach to get to in the third period. Hope everyone's enjoying the postcast. By the way, yeah. not to give us credit for it, but the Senators <laughs> are five and two in the postcast era almost like they don't want us to cry ourselves to sleep any night anymore and it's hopeful that you use the postcast wherever you download your audio podcast on your way to work if you aren't able to stay up after the game it's always available to you also on youtube but then you've always got locked on senators podcast for you on your drive home monday through friday free and available wherever you download your podcast we appreciate you making us your first listen of the day so after two periods pilsey you're still looking at a a good hockey game into the third it's a two-goal lead but you're playing against literally the number one team in the nhl going into play last night so what happens in the third period we'll get into that right after a word from our friends at primal origin oil i got some of my beard right now it's primal origin oil you got beard you got to get primal you heard that right if you have a beard you got to get primal if you are someone you care about has a beard it needs primal Maybe you're the guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. While Primal Origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed, their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. Check out primaloriginoils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products and use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that does not feel good on the skin, so we took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels good and still smells. Fantastic. We know that every company claims to be the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. So make sure you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. It's PrimalOriginOils.com.
1: And Ross, just so you know, I've got the sculpting bomb right here. Ooh, Why do you put think that closer? Be-
0: put it right it- up there. No, nope. oh boy, in front of the camera. There it is.
1: Yeah. There Why do you is. think our beards look so good? And I know they mentioned they don't focus on smell. <laughs> if you got if the smell, yeah, everyone
0: can smell it through the if radio. everyone
1: could smell that. Just just <laughs> go ahead and take a sniff of that. You would think they're lying because it smells amazing. Now, quickly. On to our next sponsor, and it is Bilt Bar. Now, last time I told you guys about the holiday flavor, Eggnog. Eggnog, kind of controversial. Not everyone loves it. I'm an Eggnog fan, I love the holiday treats and snacks. Bilt Bar has another holiday treat and snack. One of the most fun things to do at Christmas time. Ross is build a gingerbread house but you know what the problem with those things are is normally they don't taste very good right like it's just a fun house to build but if you want that gingerbread flavor that does taste good well you know where to head built.com to get your built bar protein bar that's flavored like a gingerbread house and it only is 140 calories, but you're getting 17 grams of protein in there. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You're going to believe it. All their bars are amazing flavors that are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're low in calorie, low in sugar, yet high in fiber and high in protein. Now, the sweetest part of it all is since you're a loyal listener of the Locked On Senators podcast, we're going to hook you guys up with the promo code. Of course, you know we will. All-time good vibes, all-time good sales. Head to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. So, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar.
0: All right, Pilsey. So we broke down the first and second period that saw Ottawa jump out to a 4-2 lead thanks to the first goal of the season from Dylan Gambrell, the second goal of the season from Austin Watts, and the fourth goal of the season from Tim Stutzla, and the 13th tuck for Josh Norris. Well, that 13th turned to 14, only 23 seconds in to the third period. I'll let you take away who assisted primarily on this one.
1: Well... It's uh, it's my boy, Drake Batherson, of course. Shaker. Of course. I was leading into some suspense for you guys there. And, <laughs> man, the, these two, like, sure, we know the chemistry between Stutzel and Batherson is good, but... Even, even the chemistry between Norris and Kachuk, I don't think, on the ice, is the same as Norris and Batherson, eh? Because... It's like, the reps
0: in Belleville.
1: Exactly. That's what I was just about to get to. And that's why we always talk about how important it is for guys to get development in Belleville. Because you build chemistry with these prospects that you're going to be rising up to the NHL with. And you want to be already on... Uh, you want to be in sync and you already want to have a good feel for where those guys are going to be. So then when you get to the NHL, you've already worked out all the little kinks of all the kind of plays you want to make and you're ready to execute it at an NHL level. So for Norris, like Norris to score, like that's a bet we need to be making every game, Ross. And I think you and the Leams Martian have been making that bet very often. But Norris to score every game, that's that's an easy one. You got to have that.
0: You have to have it. And not only that, Pilsy, but uh, you also have to get in on the Drake three-point trend. If I had been betting yeah. that all oh of this year, I would be rich. The only problem is when I was hammering it every single game last year, it was plus 2,400. Vegas had caught on. Yeah, they, Now they know how good he is. It's like plus 1,600, which is still great, but it was at such an elite level last year, and you knew he had it in him. And now you're seeing a situation where two Senators have back-to-back games with three points. Brady had his hat trick on Saturday – Brady had a goal and two assists. Did he? No. Who, no, who was it that had three points? Sorry.
1: It was Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Connor Brown.
0: Sorry, Josh Norris had, uh, I think he had three points on Saturday. Did I misread that stat? I'm Norris watching. on
1: Saturday? Yeah. Hmm.
0: This little inside baseball right now. My,
1: my memory is not good enough to remember all the hey, way anyways, back the to Saturday. The top line's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they're all the good. Way to, you know, Spoiler we, alert, they're good. We've lived like three lives
0: since Saturday.
1: Honestly. But yeah.
0: that being said, and no, I'm pulling it up right now. We have Josh Norris had one point on Saturday. So it's just Drake back to back three point nights for Drake Batherson and, and deservingly so. This guy is so much fun to watch. And at that point, he had the two primary assists. Okay. But then how nice of Josh Norris, just a moment later, to return the favor and get Drake on the board himself.
1: I mean, once in a while, you got to return the favor, right? At every For every five primary assists Batherson has to Norris, Norris has got to toss him a bone once in a while. So that's nice of him.
0: It's not bad, eh? So he gets that one. And at this point, the Sens are up 6-2. You said it. And P- Panther Man said it as well, that at this point, it was... <laughs> Where's the exit? How quick can I get out of this building? Because it's not going to get any better. And it didn't. Because Ottawa didn't get one power play. They got two. They had a full two-minute, five-on-three, man advantage. And it was beautiful to see them take advantage of it, not once, but twice. First, it was Brady Kachuk. Twelve goals for Brady Kachuk. The captain of this team, leading by example, assist to Shabbat and Batherson on that one. So, so. Sorry, Drake, you didn't only have three points in back-to-back games. You had three in one and then four in the other. Three apples and a goal. And then Nick Paul. How great for Nick Paul to get himself on the board. Uh, Connor Brown and Tyler Ennis drawing the assists on that one. And, oh boy, that point,
1: you ate to see it if you're a Panthers fan. Absolutely, yeah. But before we get too far ahead, I just want to talk about that moment that led up to the sixth goal. Because... Please, or maybe not the sixth, the seventh. I mean, Um, we talked about in the postcast, at least I was fired up about it. Like it was so nice to see the Ottawa centers really getting under the skin of other teams, but not for the usual reasons, not because they're playing, you know, uh, rough, grimy, uh, gritty hockey. And it's just, the teams are like, guys, you're the Ottawa centers. Like stop hitting us. Like you guys are out of playoff picture. Like you're just annoying us now. Like, I feel like that was kind of Ottawa's identity before, but this time, they're pissing off and getting under a team's skin because they're embarrassing you. You're a top team in the league, and Ottawa's down at the bottom, and they're embarrassing you like this at home. And the other teams just can't handle it. Like Sam Bennett, I don't, I, I, or was it, yeah, I, th- I think it was Bennett. Was it Bennett or Reinhardt that uh, beat up on Sanford? Like, uh, they, think- yeah, and it's Bennett. a good fighter. He's an underrated good fighter. But I hadn't really seen that side of him. And he just snapped. Like, he didn't even give Sanford a second to try to defend himself. He just tossed, like, four haymakers right to the face. And he just, what, like, total blackout rage. And Horn fist. That guy, we need an isocam of that guy because he was losing it. Like, he was beside himself so many times. And he was just chirping at the Sens bench and trying to chirp at Brady. And they're just unraveling like it was our one of our terms Ross it was deteriorating into a debacle, a debacle for the Florida Panthers and it was just so nice to get to enjoy that and watch the rage and the frustration of another team because the Ottawa Senators were out-talenting them that night and uh yeah that's what led to those man advantages and even nicer to watch the Senators take advantage of of those discipline mistakes. So just, there's just so much good vibes here. So much great things to get into. And yeah, we can talk about that Brady Kachuk goal too.
0: Well, it's just the fact that he is on an absolute heater. We're pulling up on YouTube, the game sheet for the Ottawa Senders, And it is littered with plus players, from <laughs> uh, multi-point nights. And the thing I want to key in on, I did so on the postcast as well. Is this the second game in a row that Thomas Shabbat was yes. not first or second In ice time, the Sens' penalty kill had a big reason to play in that. We'll touch on that a little bit later. We also have to get into our stats of the day. Before we hit the second ad, though, Pilsy, a quick word on the steadiness of Anton Forsberg with 33 saves last night. It can't be understated how important he was
1: in this victory. Yeah, 25 minutes in and we haven't talked about the goalie, raw. Shame on us. Anton Forsberg, fifth straight win. And I said in the postcast, like, this guy was catching everything. There wasn't a single thing that went towards his glove that he didn't catch. Like, you know, a couple times you might it might hit your glove. You don't quite get it. No, he was dialed in. He had to make a couple good saves. Anthony Duclair was like a man on a mission. He was driving hard to the net. He had a couple really good shots at Forsberg. His first shift of the game. I was like, oh no, we're going to get the Duclair revenge game. No. Yep. And he was really pushing. And uh, I I bet he probably wasn't a hundred percent, but he was like the are in town at home. Yeah. I'm coming back from my injury to try to get some revenge here. And he didn't get it. Thanks to a guy like Forsberg. And, sure, he let in two goals, but those were really good goals, uh, kind of bang-bang plays that he didn't really have any chance of. So yeah, I thought it was another great game by Forsberg. And it's so nice to see him uh, excelling because when you're a young team, you need to be able to trust your goalie and you need to have confidence in your goalie. And I feel like the Sens clearly do trust and have confidence in Forsberg. And that's allowing them to play this game at an elevated level where they're not squeezing the stick so tight and worried about mistakes going the other way so that's a massive boost for these guys and with good goaltending you're going to get goal support because you're able to hold on to the momentum of the game more and you don't just let it slip away from you so that's been so crucial
0: in October Forsberg had an 885 save percentage in four games In November, he played two games and had an 8.79 save percentage. Well, in December, he's 5-0 with a 9.33 save percentage. He's only allowed nine even strength goals in five games. He is on fire, and he got the bike helmet after the shutout victory on Saturday. He gave it to Nick Holden, a little surprise. And Holden is an electric factory. Oh, my God. He was fired up getting that sunglass, spike helmet that they give out to the hardest worker of the game. I know you were surprised by that, Pilsy, but when we get into the penalty-killing stats after the break, we also have a couple stats of the day when you're looking at Tim Stutzla and Josh Norris and just what they're accomplishing comparatively to the rest of the top guys in Senators franchise history. It starts to make a lot more sense. But before we get to all that, we also want to say thank you for making Locked On Senators your First listen of the day or watch on YouTube. You can subscribe there and also download us wherever you get your podcast. You can leave a review there; they go a long way. Thumbs up down in the corner in YouTube as well. Pilsy, before we get to all that, I don't know if you're ready for another parlay, but our friends at Bet Online want to, you to know that if you want to get in the action, there's no better time than now because you're a listener of Locked On Senders. Everybody on the Locked On Podcast Network is fired up for our relationship. With betonline.ag, and they are bringing it back in spades. They're giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is go to betonline.ag, use promo code locked on, and bang, you've got a 50% of whatever you deposit right into your account. So if you put in $100, bingo, bango, bongo, that's 50 free play dollars right there in your account. If you put in 200, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's $100 added that you can put on the Senators plus $225 last night. Easy money. You don't want to leave that on the table. So go to betonline.ag, promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, Pilsy. So the Ottawa Senators run. The best team in the NHL out of their own building. They would go two for four on the power play. Haters will say those two power play goals were, you know, not so important when it's the seventh and eighth goals of the game. I say they all count the same, just like each PK counts the same. Now, the Senators hold Florida to 0 for 6 with the man advantage. They hold Tampa to 0 for 5. With the man advantage, you're starting to see a trend here because the game before, despite losing 5-3, to three, they t- they held the Islanders to 0-2 on the power play. They didn't even give the Devils a power play the game before that. And against Colorado, it was in the first period that they allowed a power play goal. So if you're counting at home, that is four and a half games of perfect penalty killing. What do you think has been the biggest impact outside of, obviously, goaltending?
1: Yeah, de- your, your number one penalty killer is goaltending. So definitely that's been huge. But I think, um, and we've talked about it, Nikita Zaitsev has really kind of turned a corner here. Like he's kind of brought his game back to what we saw and what we liked last season. And he's been one of the main penalty killers. And then Mr. Bike Helmet himself, Nick Holden, O'Doyle Rules, love the Billy Madison reference in there. Um, he, he's he been a great penalty killer as well. So that's the, that's the thing is the defense, I think, It's been clear for quite a while, Ross, that the defense has been the biggest issue all season. Sure, goaltending also hasn't been great, but I think, at least personally, there was a bunch of games where I'm like, yeah, sure, the goalie led in five goals, but how many of those were a result of poor defense? A lot of them. And now the defense is starting to tighten up. I feel like, you know, you got to do tough things and maybe sending Del Zotto down and really showing that, like, hey, we know we gave this guy a contract, we know he's a veteran guy, but... He's, he's not our guy right now, and we're not going to just sit here and pretend like it's working. We're going to make action, and we're going to hold guys accountable. I think that's starting to send an effect through the room. Or I, I don't know. I'm just grasping at straws here. There's got to be something that caused a sudden shift in defense because how often before this stretch of wins, Ross, did we see the d switch up every single night? And it's like, cool, DJ, you brought in a new defenseman. He sucks just as much as the last guy, and nothing's changed. But now this is a good group everybody's in the right positions i would say to succeed and he's kept the same decor for a couple games now and that's they've kind of rewarded him with that so i think the defense tightening up has been a massive massive part of this uh penalty kill unit doing so much better
0: and getting pucks out of the zone like they, how many giveaways did they have near the blue line where the puck got turned over it's bang 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 and it's in the back of your net so they're, they're doing a much better job even like Connor Brown, for example, yeah, maybe he had a bit more of a clear lane to skate out, but heads-up play when they get the puck. Boom, sees Gambrell, sprung on a breakaway. Away he goes, puts a blocker side past Spencer Knight, who I was told and I believed was one of the best (laughs) up-and-coming young goalies in the league. He lets in eight on 38 shots, and the Senators steamroll the Florida Panthers. Okay, let's get into some stats of the day, and where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Josh Norris, or do you want to start with Tim Stutzla?
1: Can I go for a third option? Yes. Let's start with the
0: stat because I don't know anymore.
1: Oh, no, you're mean, the stats, static. man. You have the stat. Ooh. Let's go back to the last time the Sens put up eight goals in the oh. game, Ross. Just a quick uh, revisionist history here.
0: Yes. Well, it's just been so long, so yes. makes sense. Now, I didn't calculate the exact number of games, but when you go back nine years, you know it's a few. The last <laughs> time the Ottawa Senators scored eight goals in a game was on home ice against the Pittsburgh Penguins. In March of 2012. Now, to put in perspective just how things have changed, these are some of the names that were in the lineup for the (laughs) Ottawa Senators that night the recently retired Ben Bishop, Matt Harkner, Caspers Dogovins, (laughs) Rob Klinkhammer, Jim O'Brien. You're going, and Philip Kuba, sure, we'll throw that out there as another. Wild nice. name. Now, it was the top guys producing in that game as well, though. Daniel Alfredson, two goals, two assists. Nick Foligno, three assists. Milan McCulloch, a goal and two assists. Sergey Gonchar, goal and an assist. Same can be said for Colin Greening, Jason Spezza, and Kyle Turris. All had two-point nights. So Whew. this is, a, this is a, a long way to reach back in the vault to, uh, to see that. Now, Craig Anderson got the win. I don't know who got hurt in that game or what, but – Craig Anderson only allowed one goal on 20 shots. He got the win, and then Ben Bishop went in and played the second half of the game. Maybe at that point they were up so big. They're going, speaking of minor hockey and keeping the clock going, maybe the old, the old split, the old first whistle after the halfway mark, you switch goalies just oh. to, you know, give everyone some touches. But that's just how long it's been since Ottawa has put up an eight spot. And how about the fact that Malkin uh and and James Neal all dash four in that game. So Ooh. that being said, it's been a long time since the Sens have put up an eight spot.
1: Absolutely, Ross. I was going to say uh, the top three guys there; those are pretty much your dogs. You just need a Nicky Foligno dog, and then you got all <laughs> your dog names in there. There you go. Yes,
0: hundred percent. So now, where do you want to go, Stutzla or our Josh Norris? I think Norris is a little more impressive. Um, Timmy obviously still has some runway. For the stat we're going to bring up, so should we save the best for last? Yeah. All right. So Tim Stutzle gets his fourth goal of the season in last night's win. He's a plus two as well. I love that he's getting his shots on goal. Had four mm-hmm. last night, and he's been getting more and more pucks on net. He had five against the Islanders a couple of games ago, and he's on a three-game point streak right now. So you don't hate that at all if you're if you're an Ottawa Senators fan, and if you include the fact that he had three points against Colorado. He's got six points in his last five game, points in four of five of those. So, Timmy's starting to heat up. That's great. But that goal was also Stutzla's 43rd point as a member of the Ottawa Senators. And, as we mentioned, he's still a teenager. But, as of right now, Tim Stutzla is only behind Alexander Dake, who had 58 points as a teenager, and Brady, who had 45 so no doubt he's going to pass Brady Kachuk. Two more points we mentioned. 14 games left. Yeah. Do you think he has a chance to catch Dig? That's that's going to be 16 points. So it might be just a little far away.
1: I don't know at this at this pace he's doing all right, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think if he could pass Brady, that'd be nice because then he just he's got something he can throw in Brady's face for a bit there.
0: I think 50 would be a nice round number to reach. So last night he passed. Martin Havlat, who nice. was yep. third on that list. So that's a pretty impressive company. If you're Tim Stutzla, just getting better and better. Feels like so long ago that we were discussing a sophomore slump for Tim Stutzla. No sophomore slump for this guy either. No. As Josh Norris became the second fastest Ottawa senator to reach 30 goals. Now, I mean, that. let that sink in because... He has done it in 85 games. Basically, a full rookie season got it done for Josh Norris. He's behind only Alexi Yashin, who reached 30 goals in 79 games as a rookie. And that, you're looking at a number one overall pick. Or sorry, okay. number number two? Did Yashin go first or second? I feel like I have to know that.
1: Uh, my gut says first, but Did no, you, no, no, no. Number two. Nobody remembers who goes uh, number two. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. That was the year before with Dig. Honestly, you
0: look at uh, maybe not as much longevity. Roman Hammerlich went first overall uh, in that year. Nice so. player. Eh, decent player, but I think Yashin probably had just as good of a career. You look at that, though. Second overall pick takes 79 games. Josh Norris, 17th overall, takes 85 games to hit 30 goals. Super impressive. For Josh Norris, it's even more impressive when you see the names who he finished just ahead of. Daniel Alfredson, 90 games. Brady Kachuk, 93 games. And Martin Havlat, 99. So elite company for a guy who just keeps getting
1: better and better. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, not a sophomore slump. Maybe we'll call it a sophomore sizzle because he is sizzling right now and uh, he continues to get hot.
0: What a great note to end off today's show after the Ottawa Senators improved to 5-1. and one.
1: Is this real life? Oh, my
0: God. 5-1 in their last six games. They always say it's darkest before dawn, Pilsy, and that stands true because that Canucks game on home ice was a complete oh, disaster. Yes. Well, it's been all rainbows and sunshine
1: since then. Absolutely. Yeah. The it's, it's just, it's just nice to have good vibes. Like I thought after the losing streak, you might get one win here, one game there, but for this to be a total, like they've flipped the switch here. Like this is a totally new outlook on this team. And I think, you know what, I am going to give uh we haven't given much credit here. I'm going to give credit to DJ Smith. This is a guy who your process. taps. Yeah, definitely, the definitely stick taps. Yeah, because your process was being questioned, right? Like you're saying the same things. It's not working. But you know this is how you want to design a team to win hockey games. So you keep telling the guys, we've got to stick to it. We've got to stick to it. we got to it. We gotta stick to it. And now they're getting the results. And I think everyone is in good spirits now. Everyone is clicking. And, hey – if we're going to go even further, stick taps to the assistant coaches, too, because special teams has been a crucial part of this turnaround. Not only the penalty kill, which we've uh, shone some light on, but the power play as well. Sure, they get those goals in garbage time, but they're getting those goals. So obviously the work that they're doing in practice to set up those power plays is working. The, re- the process is there and the results are coming in. So definitely big uh, shout out to the coaching staff for sticking with it and uh, finding a way to get these guys back to wins.
0: And these wins are coming against elite teams. Let's yep. not forget it. If you look at the top five in Dom Lesishian's projected NHL standings, he's he's a good analytics guy, actually. I think that he explains them in, uh, in layman's terms. And he has in his projected standings at the end of the year, Colorado first. You tell me how Ottawa did against these teams as I roll down them. Colorado in first, beat them. Then Very you got good. the Toronto Maple Leafs in second. Beat <laughs> Easy. them. yeah. The Florida Panthers in third. Oh, my God. Easiest. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning in fourth. Shut out. Carolina Hurricanes in fifth.
1: Squeaked a win past them.
0: And then they have the Minnesota Wild in sixth, and they lost in overtime on the road in Minnesota. So Ottawa's been playing the top teams in, this to, in the league real tough. And they're going to have to continue that because on Thursday, the next test is the back-to-back champs who will have a chip on their shoulder after the way Saturday's game went in Ottawa. Yes, the Senators are in Tampa on Thursday. We know Dave Bush is going to be heading to that game. He has to. It's like a 20-minute drive, Dave. Get to the game (laughs) and get cheering for the Ottawa Senators. We'll be back tomorrow for a preview of that matchup and to continue the good vibes. Thank you to everybody for listening to Locked On Senators and The best is yet to come with this young, fun group. And if you're not on the bandwagon, it is about time to give these young kids a chance because they are scoring at will. They're learning in the defensive end, and they're getting great veteran leadership right now from Nick Holden and Nikita Zaitsev. Can we finish off with that PK stack? Because this is actually absurd. It's absurd. In the last two games, Nick Holden has played 14 minutes and 11 seconds shorthanded. And Nikita Zaitsev, 12 minutes and 54 seconds shorthanded. These guys are laying it out on the line, night in and night out, and they seriously deserve some stick taps to go along with that, Pills.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you could say Nick Holden, he's holding down that PK unit, and he's doing a great job of it.
0: They both are. So stick taps to them. Stick taps to Anton Forsberg, the coaching staff. Everybody deserves some credit because the Senators are 5-1 and one in their last six games. And they got a chance to roll this thing right into the Christmas break. At Tampa Thursday, at Philly on Saturday, and then back home on Sunday against the Boston Bruins before starting the following week against Logan Brown and the St. Louis Blues. There's never a dull day in Sens land. So follow us on Twitter at SenCentral Central for up-to-the-minute stats, news, analysis on Instagram, lockedon.senators. And please hit that thumbs up on the YouTube. It takes two seconds. It's absolutely free, and it goes a long way for us in the algorithm. But for today, we say goodbye. Have a great day, everyone. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitt, and this has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.